Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The Ingenuity Show has the weirdest style. The Ingenuity Show hopes you stay a while. Come with these three nerdy engineers. What you will find might linger in the cochlea of your ears, oh. With every nerdcast, there is something new. If you are listening, then this show's for you. You may think the premise of this show sounds so absurd, well... You're, You're the, the one listening. Who's the nerd? You know me so you can't just say bizarre. You never get a moment for free. Show me something fun on your guitar. Something with an A or a Hello, welcome to the Ingenuity Show. I'm Mr. Pold. I'm St. Jimmy. I'm D. Viddy. And this D. is Halloween. Here. What? It is Halloween. Oh, hopefully I'm not just Master Zeb pretending to be me then. <laughs> yeah, so we're recording... Oh, I should probably do the fake sponsor first. Oh, yeah. Our fake sponsor this week is Danger Pins, the daring alternative for clothes fastening. I Yeah, it's like using open pins instead of clothes pins. Yeah. yeah you've never lived till you've put on a new dress shirt and have missed one of the pins. <laughs> it also doesn't help when you sit on the arm of the couch where you just put all the pins you pulled out of the new dress shirt. Yeah, that would not oh. be good. I did that before. Danger pins. Um, yeah, so we're recording late because we were all down uh, for a funeral. We had our grandma pass away. So we I brought recording equipment, but there just never seemed to be a good time for us to record anything. So, uh, but we got to see all of our mom's family, and it was a good visit. Good to see everyone, almost everyone. There was an uncle and a cousin that didn't make it, but um, yeah, and our sister. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that, but we got to see the well, rest she, of her. She was kind of there. She FaceTimed in. FaceTime, yeah. Yeah. She's got some... Well, first, she's on the other side of the country, and, you know, stuff going on with her family, so... Uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, we were only able to stay one night and one day, so... Yep. We had yeah, to come got, back to work. We got back last night. 
Um, yeah, so Master Zed is in, he flew back from Colorado for the funeral and then flew back to Colorado the next day. So that's why he's not on, but D-Vitty didn't have to work tonight, so he was able to pod with us, even though we're doing it in the middle of the day. On Halloween! The spookiest podcast of the year. So, last week, I was editing the podcast and noticed Mr. Pold and Master Zed trying to emulate D-Vitty. What? Because they both started their segments by going... Awesome. Great, that will, now we'll do my stuff. And it's like, well, you the great goes with the previous segment, but the <laughs> now let's do my stuff goes with the next segment. So I have to like cut it in the middle of their phrase, which it ended up <laughs> fine. But I was like, well, I guess that's we're why, still doing this. <laughs> that's why I should always go first, right? Oh. <laughs> well, yeah, but then you're... See, it's hard not going first. Yeah. That was... Yeah, because we had to mix up the order last week. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> so I listened to the show on the way down to the this their last show. I listened to it on uh, the truck. On down to the funeral. Yep. Cool. So what do you so, think? Uh, oh. <laughs> it's entertaining. Good. Oh, good. I still haven't figured out how to sign up for Talkshoe Premium. There's nothing about it anywhere on the internet, but they're wow. still playing ads. Yeah, I heard that we had a political ad on one of them. Yeah. Oh, did the we? show does not endorse any candidate, so right. No, we disregard any political that. ads you hear. Um, I did have a thought. If you really want to listen to the show and not get ads, you can just listen to it on our website. Yeah, I didn't know that we had ads because I've been listening when I do listen on the website. Yeah. So when you mentioned there's ads, I was like, what are you talking about? There was Yeah, a... that's a totally different upload than through the the gotcha. talk shoe. So Or you can go find it on archive.org, which is where we upload it also. <laughs> so I keep getting text messages from the major political party in the US that I'm not a part of asking me to volunteer on a phone bank to get people to vote for their party <laughs> and like I don't <laughs> I don't even want to vote for your I've, party. Why would I help you? I've got two two text messages today for my one of my kids asking him if they'd voted yet. <laughs> well, two of your kids can vote. Yeah. We've got yeah, four people get, in my house to vote. We don't belong to a political party, but we get texts from both sides just reminding us to vote right. and to support whatever <laughs> candidate. And it's like... Even if I had already voted, because we can vote anytime we want in our state, um, it's like it wouldn't stop the texts and calls. I get so many phone calls. No, I'm kind of sick of my social media trying to get me to do stuff too. Yeah, but I yeah, just ignore it. I'm gonna it vote. Should be over in a this week, weekend, right? So right. Yeah. Yeah, I already voted. Absolutely, me too. So. Well, is Thank it? You. Considered it's not absentee, absentee, our state. Our state, it's just, so, that's all that happens. Mail. Well, you well, can drop okay, the so, ballot off. But... Yeah, I got it in the mail, but I dropped it in a ballot box. Right, I did that too. I don't trust the mail. <laughs> if it's a female, then I'd trust it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> a female man? Oh, is it all male female? Do you have to pay a fee to send it? 
Yeah, that's true. They should be called female. They should. Unless it's got the envelope that says free to mail in the... Yeah, so that's the male. That's male, and that one's free female. Female or free male. Right. Yeah, I'm also getting, like, stacks and stacks of political ads in my mailbox. Oh, yeah. Yes. We got back from um, the funeral last night, and so we had gone a couple days without emptying the mailbox, and it was... 100% 100% political ads. No, there was one piece of junk mail about refinancing loans, but the rest was all just political stuff. <laughs> and with three people getting mail at my house, I'm sure it's worse for DVD. <laughs> oh my goodness, it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's Plus like, there's some people that don't even live here that get mail here. Oh. <laughs> like, I don't know who this person is. They've lived in our house for six years now. So, Well, I always get mail for the same number address but for the next street over oh so i wow. just stick it back in the mailbox and put the flag up it's like <laughs> dude it's not that hard uh anyway that's our mail segment <laughs> I, I played in a three club golf tournament this morning mm-hmm. um i had a tin cup moment i don't know if you've seen that movie no with yeah. kevin costner where I hit five balls into a creek on a short part three. Yes. Wow. I hit it in there, took a drop, hit that one in there, hit, took a drop, put that one in there, took another drop, hit that one in there. Must have been a long so, cre- or wide creek. Uh, it was deep. It wasn't really that far over. I just couldn't hit it up, and I uh, mm-hmm. ended up with a 14 on that hole. Ouch. Which was horrible. I parted the previous course. hole. <laughs> so no good dry, no good hole goes unpunished in golf. Yeah. So I guess John Connery passed away. Yeah, I heard so, that. He was ninety. It's a pretty good that's, run. That's a good run, yeah. Hopefully I'll make it to ninety. Twenty ninety. Yeah, he oh. just <gasps> He just can go on after our grandmother was taken, so he yeah, like nothing left for him to live for. So, yep, that makes sense. <laughs> Decided it was time to go. Yep. Crickets. Right, well, oh, yeah, not much banter <laughs> today. I was today. trying to signal you to do your. Segment. I can't see you. Oh, oh, okay. Now I see you. We're invisible. Well, I could see Dvidi, but I couldn't see you because I oh. did get the show notes open finally. Uh. So let's do nerdiculture. <laughs> All right. All right. So for nerdiculture, I figured since it's Halloween, we should talk Ooh. about scary stories that we have of ourselves. Oh. Ooh, I've got one. Like times when you were scared. Okay. David, you I, start us off. I've got one too. All right. So we were sleeping over at our cousin's house because we were visiting grandparents, I think. 
Um, and we were up at her, at her house, and we were sleeping in the TV room. And they had their TV room, and then their dining room was like a step up through like a... It wasn't a door, but there was like a doorway type, type thing into their dining room. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. I don't know anyway, which cousin you're talking about. I was sleeping, and uh, I... In my dream, I, I'm assuming it was a dream, I woke up and looked over towards the dining room, and instead of the dining room, there was like this tunnel that was lined in fire. Ooh. And there was a Don't guy Don't go just... into the light. Don't go into Zool. the light. I was still laying on the floor in my sleeping bag or whatever, blanket or whatever I had on me. And I was looking down there, and all of a sudden this guy in this, like, red cloak starts walking from the tunnel towards me. Whoa. It totally freaked me out. He didn't quite get out of I don't think he got to me because I shut my eyes at a certain point, And then I think I woke up. I was like, that was horrible. So that was kind of scary. Were you and able the to sleep the rest fire. of the night? Um, I don't remember if I had a problem sleeping the rest of the night. I, maybe I just rolled over and not facing it, then went back to sleep. <laughs> I'll just ignore it. It'll probably go away. It'll be fine. So I had a recurring dream when I was a child where I would be playing in the backyard and usually it would be with DVD and our friend TJ or something. And then all of a sudden I'd find myself alone, like they were gone. And then I would see like this flying saucer come out of the sky Whoa. and start chasing me and I'd start I running. That. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> and it inevitably every time I would trip and fall down and I just like threw my arms over my head and then I just lie there and it was quiet and I didn't hear it. And so I'm like, okay, I wonder if it's safe to look up. And, and so I would, probing begins. I would <laughs> raise my hands, you know, off my head and look around and I'm laying on my bed. Whoa. Like with no memory of waking up. Was there lost time? It's in the middle of the night. I don't know. <laughs> He was asleep. He doesn't know. That's I, the perfect time for him to take you because you don't even know you're missing time. Or yeah. I thought I was asleep. <gasps> yeah. And oh. it actually happened and they returned me to my bed. Do you ever That's... remember me disappearing for the evening and then being there in the morning? No. No. We okay. lost time too. Oh. <laughs> so I <laughs> had was... that dream. If I was oh, gone, God. they must have taken me first. Oh, maybe. Oh, maybe they did. And then we both returned. Hmm. Yeah. So that that drove a a fear that I had of alien TV shows. Like, oh, that was Elf. the kind of show that scared me the most. Yeah, Alf was so scary. <laughs> <laughs> I remember watching Fire in the Sky, and that really freaked Ooh, me out. I bet. Oh, I had a scary experience after that too. Okay, we should give Saint Jimmy a. Turn. I was going to. Yeah. All right. Okay. So I was living in the Philippines for a while back in the day when I was a adult, barely. And uh, I lived in this two-story house with another guy. And we shared, we had a room that we shared. Um, so downstairs was like the kitchen bathroom and a living room. And then upstairs, you go up the stairs, there's a landing and two rooms. The one room... Um, our wash lady would hang our clothes to dry after she washed them. And then the other room was where we slept. And 
I had insomnia while I was there. I I don't know if it was just due to it not getting very cool at night or what, but I was always just laying in bed awake pretty late into the night, and I would hear step footsteps on the stairs at night, and I at least once I heard the door to the other room open and then there was a box with like some books and papers and magazines outside our door and I would occasionally hear those being rustled and uh, then uh, one night laying in bed you know the guy I lived with never heard any of this because he was fast asleep but <laughs> lucky, lucky. Yeah, one night I was laying awake and all of a sudden there's just like this really loud bang. Like it sounded like somebody threw a shoe at our bedroom door or something. And I was like, what the heck? Because that's like unmistakable sound. It's not like, oh, I I thought I heard something on the stairs or, you know, whatever. So it freaked me out quite a bit. And uh, people had told us ghost stories about that house when we moved in there, but we were just like, ah, whatever. (laughs) But, you know, I was starting to get freaked out. And uh, I mentioned to the landlord about the booming sound on the door. And they were like, oh, yeah, there's a mango tree that's right over your bedroom. Uh Uh-huh. This time of year, mangoes fall right on your tin roof. I think I'll say, at this time of year, ghosts throw mangoes from the tree onto your roof. No, and then uh, we started noticing uh, rats getting into our stuff. So we started putting rat poison out, and that solved the 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 other noises. So it all turned out to be perfectly explainable but oh oh, and i started uh my doctor over there told me to start taking benadryl so i could sleep at night so that solved everything yeah you didn't hear the splinter and the ninja turtles anymore nope (laughs) (laughs) all right dvd what did you work I watched Fire and Sky. I remember, I was in high school at the time, and we lived on a military base. And <laughs> it freaked me out because I didn't like aliens either, probably because I was also taken with uh, cold. <laughs> um, but we watched that movie, and I was like, well, that was kind of terrifying or whatever. So I went to bed that night. About two o'clock in the morning, I wake up to this bright light coming into my bedroom window, <laughs> like right on my face. I'm like, what the crap? They can hear, oh, I recognize that sound. That's a helicopter. Mm-hmm. They were doing some kind of night maneuvers on the base with the helicopter and just happened to, <laughs> their spotlight came right in my window, mm-hmm. waking me up, which freaked me out. <laughs> they probably were like, oh, that that alien movie was on TV last night. We should go <laughs> fly over the, the housing area and shine the light in people's windows. Because it had the desired effect. It freaked me out pretty good. So I I probably told this story on the podcast maybe multiple times, but when I was 18, I was living in a house that the bedroom was right off of the living room. Mm-hmm. And this was back before cell phones, of course. Um, but I was fast asleep, and all of a sudden I heard the phone ring. So I get out of bed, and I go into the, you know, open the door, go into the living room. The phone's sitting on the coffee table. 
I go to pick it up, and my hand passes right through the phone. And I'm just like, mm. what the heck? So I like try it a couple more times, and it stops ringing. And I'm like, that's weird. I turn around and look back at the bedroom, and I see myself lying in the bed in the Whoa. bedroom. And no. I'm like, I, I was like freaking out. And I, so I run back in there, and I start yelling at myself, wake up, wake up, wake up. It's like and that then, movie Ghost Dad. And then I woke up. <laughs> <laughs> I woke up and like my reading light was on and it was, you know, everything was fine. But I was like, yeah, I was pretty freaked out. I thought I had died or something. Wow. Oh, man. <laughs> and the phone never rang again. Oh. oh. And then I answered the phone and it was my long dead great great grandfather. Oh, just kidding. He's like, what's this contraption? <laughs> in the house. Oh. <laughs> So I have another one, uh, St. Jimmy there? I don't get scared much. I don't know. My least so, favorite thing is walking up dark stairs with a dark room behind me. It's my least favorite thing. So I can think of a couple other things that scared me. One was we were at our friend um, Spencer's house, Dave, DVD mm. night, and mm-hmm. we were goofing around, and somehow I ended up on the roof <laughs> somehow and you're just walking <laughs> along and all of a sudden <laughs> I'd be pretty dropped you there I also ended up uh, hanging off of the roof like somehow oh, and I you know I thought this is it this is the end of my life I'm gonna fall and die <laughs> but somehow I was able to scramble back up I don't remember that at all well you I don't probably didn't tell you about it. <laughs> oh. oh, there was another one I had. Oh, I remember. So when I went to college the first time, I uh, one of our best friends was one, my roommate, um, John Daniel. And uh, we decided we were going to go camping in the snow. We lived or went to school up in where there's a lot of mountains nearby. So I drove my little Tercel. Up the snowy back roads. What could go wrong? Where we normally went camping. And we set up the tent. Um, there was probably a foot of the snow on the ground. So we packed it down and put the tent on it. And we had a bunch of uh, warm stuff. And I think it was me and John and... I think now John's wife, Brenda, was there. And I think maybe uh, one of other of our friends, maybe Shauna, was there. And... Like, we're laying there, and you're about ready to drift up to sleep, and all of a sudden, every single one of us is like, uh, we need to leave, because we all had bad, a bad feeling all at the same time. Mm. Um, and so we grabbed all of our, we just pulled the stakes on the tent, I think we lowered the poles into the middle, kind of just grabbed the entire tent without putting it back in the bag or anything, went over, or dragged it over to the car, shoved it all in the back seat, um... <laughs> I think with the girls back there and John and I in the front and we just started heading down the mountain in my Tercel. It was just shortly after we had left where we were parked that I saw headlights come on behind us Whoa. and were following us down the mountain. We're like, okay, so someone else is up there with us. Yeah, That's kind of freaky. And now they're chasing you! That's what I thought, but um, I was... Pretty adept at off-roading in my four or my uh, 
Tercel, even though it wasn't one of the four-wheel drive ones. It was just a front-wheel drive little hatchback <laughs> car. They got pretty good at driving it, so we get down the mountain. And of course, then we went back to John and I's apartment, and um, I think we stopped on the way at uh, Blockbuster or something similar and rented two movies. Oh, nice. One was The Lady in White, which is a <laughs> scary movie, and then another scary movie. It was that scary movies for some reason. Hmm. Which I'm not... I think I didn't really care one way or the other scary movies before living there, but that experience with those movies and then watching another movie in the theater with John, neither one of us at that point after that liked scary movies. <laughs> I remember one time we were went to a movies and we were watching um, oh, that Will Smith movie, um, not Omega Man. What's it? I am Legend. I am Legend. And about halfway through, we look, kind of looked at each other like, "Why are we here?" We <laughs> 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 like scary movies. I've since uh, watched scary stuff again. Just not. I mean, it's still not my favorite. But mm-hmm. well, I remember watching that movie, staying at my brother in law's house. Um. I basically had an air mattress in the living room, and I think the rest of my family was someone at someone else's house, but I was staying at that brother-in-law's house because the other family had cats. Anyway, I ended up sleeping out there in the living room by myself, and I, he has a, you know, I watched the, that movie, I Am Legend, on the TV, and it was fine. I went to sleep. But there was some kind of grate out in the parking lot that anytime someone drove over it, it reminded me of a sound from the movie, <laughs> so it kept waking me up. And I, you know, I knew there was those, you know, whatever monsters or anything, but it still like was a little unsettling every time I heard that. That's funny. There's also a time I was watching. So we had my in-laws over um, visiting, and they uh, were sleeping in our family room. And I thought, you know, well, they're sound asleep because they're both snoring up a storm. So I could watch a movie on the computer that was in the same room because mm-hmm. with headphones on and everything wasn't disturbing them. Well, <laughs> their snoring started to sound a lot like the zombie sounds from Walking Dead that I was watching. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, hey, this isn't a good idea. It sounds like it's right behind me. Nice. <laughs> All right, and that so that's nerdiculture. Send us right. some scary incidents that happened to you at uh, Oh yeah. Engineering and show at gmail.com. Yeah, that'd be great. Or share them on Facebook. Yeah. On our page. That'd be great. Okay, for technology, we're going to talk about awesome a new thing okay. coming from. So GM just announced their new um, electric truck. It's the Hummer EV. 
and they've they have electric cars out. They have the the Chevy Bolt or Volt. The Volt is the all electric one. They should have called the Hum Electric. Hum Electric. Um. So they have started, or they've come out with a. They took a 1977 Blazer SUV, and they retrofitted it with a uh, electric motor and a new transmission. And people were like, oh, that's awesome. When can I do that to my vehicle? So they are coming out with a crate motor and battery that you can install in older vehicles to replace nice. the engine. Um, it The one that they used for the Blazer was a 200-horsepower motor out of a, a Bolt electric vehicle. And it they replaced the transmission with a four-speed automatic and hooked it up. They took out the fuel tank and reset the exhaust. They threw a 60-kilowatt-hour lithium-ion battery pack. They put it in the just, like, behind-the-back seats. It'd be cool if you could bolt it where the fuel tank yes, was, right. but it yeah. may not be the same form, you know? Right. Uh, and they're going to start selling those next year, probably in the latter half of 2021. Does that have a price tag? Uh, I could not find one, but that's really cool. I have an old GM pickup. It's from the early 60s, um, and it, the engine in it runs well, but I could see a time eventually when it... Um, needs replaced or rebuilt, and it'd be cool to have the option. I don't know if I would do it, but it'd be cool to have the option to throw an electric motor in there. Uh, one of the knocks on it was that there, the motor doesn't come with its own transmission. It's initially going to be made just to bolt up to your existing transmission, which isn't ideal for electric motors because it loses efficiency and the motor has different torque and RPM ranges than a gas motor. So I saw in that car. There's a car show I was watching where they took a client wanted them to make or make an electric um, dragster out of a Ford Pinto. Oh, and I think they used two Tesla engines mm. in series. And when they took it to the track, I think they ran a nine-second quarter mile. Wow. Which is pretty fast. Yeah, there's a lot of benefits to electric motors. So, And now the batteries are getting pretty good. And then, yeah. It's pretty cool. I'm going to keep it short and sweet so that we can get awesome. done before our Halloween activities kick off. Commence. So I'll, I'll just... So I have one short news story. Um, recently, a um, a bird has taken claim to the longest nonstop flight. Whoa! It's a bar-tailed godwit that started out up in Alaska. And from there, over the next 11 days, 
flew 7,500 miles to Thames near Auckland, New Zealand, nonstop. What? So it was over the ocean. That's how they know yeah. nonstop. Okay. But um, did they were they were tracking it? Yeah, they were tracking it, and it never okay. stopped. Wow. So at one point, it even hit like some bad w- wind, and but it was able to change its trajectory and stay on course for where it was going. Wow. Um, so scientists aren't really sure how birds do that. There's some evidence that it might be they have a part of their brain at night that lights up, that's attached to their eyes, so even though they can't see. Maybe they can see electromagnetic fields or something. Huh. Uh, there's one thought. Other birds, it shows as they're older, they actually are more successful at uh, migrating to where yeah. they want to end up. So maybe it's partially a learned skill they, they have. Um, but they just seem to have an innate sense of where they are. I think um, it's because they've all been replaced by government uh, drones. Drones, yeah. Maybe. <laughs> there's other it. birds that uh, maybe fly, end up going farther. Um, so that's only 12,000 kilometers, that bird. Yeah, there's some that go 14,000, but they don't. They stop along the way. They have stops. Mm. Uh, um, it also but said how the do birds, they do it without sleeping? It, they did it without sleeping. That's weird. I can't I go 11 days without sleeping. Nope. So that, that sounds pretty far, but there was a cow that jumped over the moon one time. That's, <laughs> that's pretty good. Uh, that may be apocryphal. Oh, okay. So this took uh, 224 hours of flying. Um, and it was bird 4 BBRW. So it was a specific bird. Mm. Sounds it's, like a droid name to me. He's documented by it does, it? Um, Yeah, some birds migrate by themselves. Well, what's it doing down there? I don't know. I just want to spend uh, the summer in, or the winter in uh, Australia. Who doesn't? He was on, he was on holiday. I thought it was in New Zealand. That's close. <laughs> maybe it continued on after it got to New Zealand. Maybe, well, maybe it, it hung a, a right. It was finally tired, I guess. Wait, which way did it go? Did it go over the North Pole, then around? <laughs> I don't oh. know. I think <laughs> yeah, that out. would make sense. Um, but apparently have birds have the ability to shrink their internal organs before they they do these long trips to make them lighter. Whoa. Um, what do they do with that? How do they get rid of the, the extra I don't mass? know. Because, like, for us, if we wanted to do some kind of new diet, I don't think that you can... I guess just your skin's an organ, but... <laughs> most of your organs don't just decrease in size. You just remove them temporarily? Yes. Yeah. All right, I'm I'll go jar. down to one lung. It sounds one impressive kidney. with these ones, because these are a more athletic bird than some of the um, really lightweight <laughs> small birds. Yeah, like these birds are as much as four fifths of a pound. Whoa, <laughs> which is huge. <laughs> <laughs> He's so big he could carry a coconut. That's right. <laughs> Grasp it by the husk. That's right. <laughs> Anyways, that's the news. Daqui a um segundo eu posso não ter mais você Você não mais que isso, nossa casa explodir Uma arma cravar meu corpo, um corpo a sua carne 
Mesmo que a gente não tem mais Pode morrer aqui Não importam seus amigos anjos Nem sua vontade de comer um bolo Nem meu vestido novo Nem meu vestido velho Oh, there's somebody with consumption I've got some consumption Boy, do I <laughs> So, I watched a movie called Sky Captain in the World of Tomorrow Oh, I love that movie Do you? Yeah. I remember when we were younger, you and I went to the Blockbuster and rented this movie at like 10 or 11 o'clock at night, something yep. ridiculous. We sat down to watch it, and I immediately fell asleep. <laughs> I don't know if you watched the whole thing, but I think I woke up for the very end. Yes, I've seen the whole thing. So this was the first time I'd actually watched the whole thing. Oh. <laughs> it's, it's very interesting, I guess... The whole thing was shot in front of a green screen, and it's kind of done in a old-timey fashion with ray guns and. That's a very um, interesting filmography, you might say. Yes, I almost fell. Asleep. I almost fell asleep again, but I did make it through the whole thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it's proven that if you fall asleep once during a movie. If that movie plays again, it like triggers you to fall asleep again. Well, that's that's how it is for me with 2001: A Space Odyssey. I've always sleep through the middle of it, and also the movie um, The Black Stallion. Oh yeah, I cannot make it through that whole movie without falling asleep. Um, another movie I watched was called USS Indianapolis: Men of Courage. Um, it stars. Um, snake guys. What's that guy's name? Nicholas Cage. Nick Cage. <laughs> the first name that always comes to me when I think of him is Snake Eyes for some reason. That would be an interesting choice in the G.I. Joe movie to cast him as Snake Eyes. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> he was in the movie. Uh, it was based on true events. Um, the It just wasn't a very good movie. The cinematography was horrible. The writing was subpar. A lot of the acting was abysmal. KG. <laughs> um, <laughs> Cage did fine in it. Um, there, it, it just devolved into a lot of just sharks eating people mm. randomly. So uh, historically accurate. Yes. So it's basically about this, the story of the USS Indianapolis that was sent on a secret mission to deliver the bombs that were used at Hiroshima and Nagasaki. And on their way back, they were, well, they weren't given an escort either direction because it was supposed to be secret. On the way back, a submarine, Japanese submarine, sunk them. And I think there's like 1,200 people, sailors on the boat. About 300 of them died when the boat sank. And then 600 died either of their wounds or by being eaten by sharks. Mm. And then 300 were eventually rescued. <laughs> That's a lot of people. And a lot of those were shark being eaten by sharks. I mean, yeah. I thought it was ridiculous in the movie how many sharks there were. I'm like, where did these sharks all come from? But if you read what the history, that's basically how many sharks there were. Mm. It's like, it just found, you know... New York City for sharks, you know, that's where yeah, all the sharks yeah. live. 
I don't know. Well, they can. They say they can smell blood from miles away. And, and they also... so, I wasn't aware of the story. I didn't know it was going to be such a a shark heavy plot. Oh man, I could have told you if you'd asked me. I could have told you that. <laughs> but they they kept hinting at it through, <laughs> through the movie. There was foreshadowing. There yeah, was they kept talking about the movie Jaws. No, actually, the movie references this ship. <laughs> Jaws does, yeah. I, yeah, Jaws does. Yeah, they were talking about, you know, sharks and, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I finished reading a book that's Ooh. called Red Planet, written okay. by Robert Heinlein. Is it about uh, Venus? Uh, no. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's about... Um, this kid that lives on Mars and he has this friend or slash pet that's like a native Martian animal and he gets sent off to boarding school and he brings the animal with him and things go off the rails and they end up, I don't know, there ends up being like a siege at the school and all this stuff, A, a bunch of stuff happens. Um, it seems like it's mostly written for kids. The difficult part pictures? of No, there weren't pictures. Pop-ups? But like a young adult type mm. story. Um, the, the, the difficult thing about it is the... You know, it was written in the early 20th century. You know, before they knew what Mars is really like. So it's right. obviously not accurate that way. But the... It mentions the, the canals sling, a lot. Yeah, exactly. They ice skate on the canals all the time. <laughs> but the slang that they they use and the way they talk to each other is different than how we talk these days. So it was a little yeah. hard to follow some of what they were saying. But <laughs> And then I've been watching this um, YouTube channel mm-hmm. called Because Science. And it's oh. got this, this guy that is entertaining to watch, but the the videos I was watching is he explains why you wouldn't want certain superpowers, <laughs> and he does it in a scientific way. And so I watched huh. one about super speed or flight or invisibility, you know, stuff like that. Oh, that sounds good. It was entertaining. And that's my consumption. Nice. Uh, we watched a movie called Winchester. It's about the Winchester Mystery House. Oh yeah. So some background, it's, you know, it's a real house. The wife of the guy that started the Winchester repeating arms, you know, the gun manufacturer, he died and she moved out to California and was told by a a fortune teller or something, a mystic, that um, if she ever stopped construction on her house, she would die. And so she had workers going 24 hours a day, seven days a week, building random rooms on her house and then tearing them down and building different ones. And there was like stairways that would just go to walls and doors that opened into nothing. And did the mystic give her like a building or like a blueprint, a business card for a a builder? Yeah, her husband. Her husband is. Um, so she would get the room designs apparently from spirits. Well, in the movie, like she was drunk. (laughs) (laughs) No, um, 
in the movie, the purpose of the house was she she had to build rooms for each person that was killed by a Winchester so that their spirit could go there and then she could help them cross over. It was only <laughs> spirits that were sticking around because of how they were killed or, you know, unresolved emotions or something. So um, the in the movie, the company wants to get her out of control of the company because she owns like 51% of it or something. And so they hire this psychologist to go and stay with her for a little while to evaluate her mentally. And that she's played by Helen Mirren, who did a really good job. But um, yeah, the house is actually haunted and stuff like that. So it was pretty decent movie. I liked it. Uh, we watched a movie called The Take. It's a French movie. So there's like three movies called The Take. And this one was originally called Bastille Day, which is France's like national holiday. They changed the name because <clears throat> there were some terrorist attacks on Bastille Day where people blew up some buildings. And in the movie, there are people blowing up buildings. But uh, this one is about this pickpocket. He's an American living in France. And he steals this lady's bag and it has a bomb in it that she was supposed to plant in this building for this group that is trying to do terror attacks on Bastille Day. And he looks in the bag and doesn't see anything valuable, so he just ditches it, and then it explodes and kills some people. And they have some video of him in the area, so he's on the run, but then the some group that's operating outside the police, it's like an international terrorist group or agency. They pick him up to try to get him to help them stop these people that are doing these attacks or something. So he's, yeah, I think it was Idris Elba was the, he was like a CIA agent or something. I think that was this one. But yeah, I thought it was pretty good. I think that was on Netflix or something. But it's good. And then the last thing I watched was House of a Thousand Corpses. It's an old Rob Zombie movie that has uh, Rain Wilson, I think <laughs> is his name, from The Office. Yeah. And um, Chris Hardwick. And. Um, what happens is those two guys and their girlfriends are driving on back roads because they want, they're getting, doing research for a book about like roadside attractions that, and so they, they stop in this small town for gas and the gas station has like this horror theme to it and there's this little ride you can take where they talk about like these deranged killers and one of them is like this local 
legend called Dr. Satan that he like worked at a mental institution and he would do gruesome experiments on the patients there until he was caught and hung, but then his body disappeared and the legend is that he wasn't really dead. Well, then they end up getting attacked by this crazy family and it's basically like a fight for their lives trying to get away from these crazy people. It's pretty graphic and gruesome and disturbing. But I thought it was pretty good. So I used to listen to Chris Hardwick's podcast and I The Nerdist. I, yeah, I I knew he was in that movie because he would mention it occasionally and it was like, oh, I'd like to see that, but it was never available anywhere. But I finally got to to watch it, so yeah, that's my. I think that was all I had. Cool. Yeah. Well, I heard on a podcast about Dungeons and Dragons a mention of a graphic novel that inspired somebody. So I went and looked it up. It's um, the Legend of Grist series. It's about uh, a um, a drow, which is a dark elf that yeah. escapes his underground or his people that live underground because they're very. Um, kind of evil or society you know they're constantly fighting amongst each other and powerful will survive and take no prisoners type of attitude and he was just born with a like a good heart and so he eventually escaped and ends up having some adventures and he's got a little talisman that's like a panther that um, summons a panther out of the ether that can fight oh. with him that's his friend um and then when he finally ground and he uh, then has to deal with everyone's bad opinion of Drow, which is actually he understands. He totally understands because uh, his people are are evil. And he understands that, and so he can understand that no one on the surface has ever meant anyone like him. That's a Drow. Um, so I end up. It's a graphic novel. I thought it was a normal novel, which I'm still thinking it might be, but I found a graphic novel version. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been buying them. I think there's four or five, and I've, I've got the first three or four that I've read. Mm. And it's interesting because actually the last one I read takes place in the same location as the adventure I just bought to run, called Rhyme oh. of the Frost Maiden. Um, so that's going to be interesting. But, but his story takes place about a hundred years before that, or two hundred years. But he's a drow, so he's an elf, so they live forever, so or for a long time. Right. So it's possible he could make a, an appearance with, or the characters could interact with him, possibly. Mm. Um, so that was really good. And then I finally broke down and watched the newest Tremors movie. <laughs> I love Tremors, the original movie. Yeah. But as soon as they gave him legs and put him above ground, I kind of they could lost me. Yeah. Um. So this just continues in the upping the ante of the strangeness of this series. Um, it's got the guy that played uh, Bert from the original one, isn't it? Oh, from mm-hmm. Family Ties? Yeah, he's in a lot of them. Um, it has John Heater of uh, Napoleon Dynamite fame, isn't it? And I recognize a few of the other actors, but I don't know from where or what their names are. But I there were some people he knows. I started watching it and I didn't finish. <laughs> I think I was doing something else while I was doing it. So, so this is the Shrieker 
Island. Shrieker Island, yeah. It's on Netflix currently. Um, it feels campy and like just kind of outrageous to me. Yeah. They've gone kind of Sharknado on it. Yeah, not quite that bad, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, then I watched a very interesting series. I watched all of it in one night called La Revolution. Revolution or something. It's a French film. Hmm. Um, and it takes place back right before the French Revolution. Okay. But the premise is there's an illness that turns people's blood blue. Whoa. And it makes them, like, thirsty for blood. And it would be. Yeah, so they're almost like vampires, I guess. But there's two of them that uh, people are infected. They're they're trying to stop it. Hmm. And I think they're... It seems like the um, the French monarchy is trying to spread it amongst all of their royalty. Because they, they don't die if they get it. They're like impervious, unless you take their head. They're it's like them being blue bloods. Right. Oh, that's why they had to do the guillotine. Right. Oh. So it's setting up a lot of that stuff. Like this is a secret thing that no one's heard about. Almost like a lost footage, but from the seventeen secret history type thing. Right. <laughs> it's quite interesting and, and good. I, I it kept my attention obviously since I watched all of it. It was when I was trying to. Uh, I think I was on call, so I was just at home, and had to make it to five a.m. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to screw up my schedule, which I just actually did this past week. Screwed my schedule up again, so yeah. Oops. Um, and then I watched the first three seasons or episodes of the new series Barbarians. Oh, I saw that. Which on is there. basically the interaction between the, um, the Germanic people that were in Germania mm-hmm. and the, the Romans. Romans. Mm. And. Is it from one of their points of view? Yeah, it's interesting because, like, one of them... I don't want to know how much I want to give away. It's early in the season, or in the season I guess, but... Um, like, it starts with, there's, like, a small... You know, there are a bunch of different little towns. Um, and they call them barbarians. That's, like, the Germanic people. That's what the Romans called them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then some kind of ceasefire with the Romans. They had a big battle or whatever. And uh, so they just show up and they want like tribute from the the barbarians. And they don't quite understand you know, there's very big disconnect between the Roman civilization and these Germanic tribes. They right. don't get each other at all. Um, like the Germanic tribes, they don't believe that like, someone can be sentenced to death. Like, you can't just decide to take someone else's life mm-hmm. um, and have it be, like, an official act or whatever. Right. Uh, and the Romans were very... They're very brutal. I mean, they call the barbarians brutal, which they eventually... I mean, they are... They can be in fighting. But it takes pushing them to want to fight to get them to be brutal, where it seems like the Romans, that's just almost built in to how mm-hmm. they are treating them. Um, it's pretty well done, though. I've, I've enjoyed it. Um, and then I watched the entirety of another season of something called Evil. Oh. Um, the premise is there's a 
a lady that uh, is like a psychologist that works for the prosecuting attorney, and there's a guy that is claiming that he was possessed, and she's oh. she doesn't believe in all that kind of stuff. I think she's a um, a fallen away Catholic, I think. Well, then while she's dealing with this thing, all of a sudden this priest shows up, and he hires her to work for him. Um, and he's, uh, his job in the Catholic Church is to go evaluate demonic possessions and miracles huh. to see if they're legitimate. Mm-hmm. The church wants to know if they're, it's a legitimate thing or not. Um, and also involved in, um, well, it's when they cast, cast the devils out. Exorcism. Exorcisms, there you go. Um, and he, wants, he definitely wants her on board as, like, an opposite to, you know, fighting against his tendency to believe everything. A devil's then, advocate. Right. And then they've actually, they have another person on their team that's also a very skeptic, but he's like a technical genius type guy. So mm. if someone's faking it with technology, he can figure it out. Gotcha. And the way that movie's shown, oh, and it's got the guy from Lost in it, um, Linus. Which one? Benjamin oh. Linus. Yeah. Paul. He plays from different perspectives. He's either a guy that is a sociopath that believes that he's working with the devil, but and so you're never sure because when it comes to each person's point of view, you see some things different. And a lot of things are debunked, and a lot of things you're like, whoa, I don't know what's going on there. Um, oh, Michael Emerson. There you go. But it's really good. I, I recommend it a lot. Um, of course, I'd, and I think it's it's not M for Mature, I don't think. But my wife came in, I was watching it, and there's like the beginning of something, uh, one of the episodes, they're like in a strip club. It's not showing anything, but she's like, What are you watching? And I was like, mm. <laughs> uh, it's, called, and I'm like it's called Evil? And she's like, What? <laughs> like, <laughs> what kind of evil show are you watching? <laughs> no, this is. Anyway, um, it's worth checking out. It's good. Okay. I think that's it. All right. I'm a fatalistic fool. I'm always getting trampled. Yeah. I want to do what's right. And set a good example, but I never get the chance. Or maybe I've just got bad luck. Looks like we got some nerd cred. Yeah, so St. Jimmy and I went to a haunted forest last weekend. It was spooky. Um, my kids were there. A couple of... My kids were there? couple of St. Jimmy's kids were there. All of DVD's yep. kids were there. And my son's girlfriend came too. So it was mm-hmm. kind of fun. Um, the only reason I'm including a nerd cred is because I forgot to put it in banter. But there, <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of a medieval-themed haunted forest. Yep. And it wasn't super scary, at least to our group. Um, but we kind of... I don't know, I was making jokes along the way. 
So they had some kind of crypt keeper telling us we were going to die, and I was asking her if I could pick out a certain ca- casket that I saw there, and <laughs> she said, no, it's already taken. And I'm like, oh, man, <laughs> I really want to be buried in that one. <laughs> we can and, both fit. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a lot of good jokes being made. Um, yeah, they had, they had anima- some cool stuff. Yeah, they had an animatronic dragon that breathed fire. Yeah, that was cool. I think, cool. I think that was the only time I got startled just because I didn't see it at first until it broke <laughs> fire and, and it just made me jump a little bit like a jump scare. Oh, nice. But And they had this bone devil or something that it was animatronic. and Yeah. Um, I made cool. some Luke Skywalker joke. Oh, anyway. <laughs> but <laughs> Oh, yeah, because I was wearing a face shield and it was rainy. And I'm oh, like, yeah. I can't see anything. I can't see anything with this helmet on. How am I supposed to fight? With the blast shield down or whatever. <laughs> blast shield down. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Uh, anyway, that was fun. So well, I got my a, daughter works there. So yeah. my daughter's the production manager for the place. So yeah. anyway, so that's I, it for me. I got our Amazon links on the website. Yeah, and the so the thing is for it to get accepted, there has to be for each the U.S. and the U.K. There has to be like three purchases made through it in 180 days or something like that. Oh, so like six 180 months. or was it 90? Because I was thinking three months, but 180, and that doesn't jive. That's six months. It may have been three months. So, yeah, if you guys, if people that aren't related to us <laughs> can go to theengineerdyshow.com and click the U.S. or the U.K. link, depending on where you live, uh, for your Christmas shopping, that would be really helpful. And then if, perchance, there's somebody from another country that really wants us to, I can put more countries up there, but all of our feedback comes from the US and the UK so I didn't want to you have to basically create a new account for each country and I didn't want to do that for countries like Spain that I've never gotten any feedback from so so if you live in one of those other countries give us yeah. feedback and you want to support the show through Amazon affiliate link yeah let me know in the email or Facebook or Twitter and We'll do that, and then feedback, we'll uh, talk about somebody that's already done that. Nice. So, in my attempt to occupy my mind while working a crazy schedule, I started, um, I have a jar of pennies, and so I wanted to visually represent to myself how much time I was into my day and how much time I had left. (laughs) So I put a stack of 24 pennies on my desk, then every half hour I'd move one to another pile. Huh. And then you can see visually. Oh, good! And then I'm like, "All right, it's half stacks." Much <laughs> <laughs> <Which> time? <laughs> nice. Yeah, even that's... stacks. I think it was even stacks. It'd be like having a a twelve hour sand right. So you have to remember thing. to do it. What do they call those? Hourglass. Um, hourglass. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I've been planning my rhyme of frost maiden adventure. Mm. Of course, I've got to decide if I want to run our group through that, 
and then we'll pick up the other storyline with the other old characters at another point. Or if I should continue on that one and just put this one on the shelf until we're done. But I don't know. Because I'm pretty excited about this one to run it. Hmm. But I'll have to make that decision. I've got till December, I guess, until we'll have time <laughs> be, to be able to, to meet actually, regularly again. Or, yeah, I'll be able to, yeah come up with a regular schedule hopefully mm-hmm. and then uh, I've been playing in a game occasionally um, with that my son uh, my middle son is is running and with my older son with Zach and his friends and uh, we did the first session it was everything was good we had uh, we all leveled up to level two between sessions and then about 15 minutes into the next session there was a door and we opened it and there was an old woman in the that uh, held her hand up, and but we had surprise two of us. So I launched a fire bolt at her. He's I'm a wizard, a tiefling <laughs> wizard, and then the other guy I think shot an arrow at her, and I think hit her. I think we both hit her, but it didn't matter because um, it was her turn next, and she fireballed us, and we all died. Oh, everyone in the party. Um, two of the four, like. So the way it works is you take the damage, which was like eight d6s or something. Yeah. Whoa. And when you get to zero, however many points or damage points are left after you get to zero, if it's more than your maximum hit points, you're just dead. There's no saving throws or anything. Um, and unfortunately, if everyone in your party gets knocked to zero hit points the villain can do whatever they want to you. They can go up and just kick you twice and you're dead. Yeah. Um, so yeah, total party kill. But what's funny is um, he immediately said, okay, roll third level characters. So, okay, so we took time. And one of the guy's girlfriends is going to join us, so she's already making a character, so we're all just making new characters. And I decided that my character, since I want to make another wizard, because I haven't played through a wizard very far, and it's kind of interesting to me. Um, so I made another wizard. I was like, but why would this... And I wanted the other wizard had already found like three spell books. It's like, I want those spell books. So what could I give him as a backstory that make him wanting to find this other wizard? So I made a hit, to him a hitman. <laughs> that was his mark. Oh. He was supposed to find. So I figured I'd find his dead body or whatever and then take the stuff. Well, then, we opened this room, and there's my old character chained to a wall, not dead. What? Just unconscious. So I was like, so I killed him. I killed the old character. (laughs) (laughs) Before he could stop me, I firebolted him and killed him. Nice. Brutal. Um, So now, and then we also took care of the old lady that killed the old old party. Um, So she had a spellbook as well. So I've now got five spellbooks. Wow. So there's a bunch of access to spells, but in order to get spells as a wizard, you have to spend time and money to earn oh. them. So I need to do some of that. But um, I thought that was pretty funny. That and I thought I told him that that's what my backstory was, and then I don't know if he decided to make <laughs> my old character still be alive. I nice. don't know. It was funny. He wasn't for long. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so that's my nerd culture, or nerd cred. Cool. Well, we got some feedback on Facebook. Nice. 
yeah. Our I listener, one of our UK listeners, Rob, bought Mr. Pold's books and they arrived. So, awesome. Awesome. I hope you like enjoy them. He was excited to get those. I enjoyed writing them. So, Thanks, Rob. We really appreciate that. It's, uh, yeah, it's cool to... I've have... heard good things about them, so... The books, yeah. so... I, sh- I would think that means they're good. Yeah, I can speak for myself, so... Rob or anybody else, let us know what you think. You can do so by emailing us at enginerdyshow at gmail.com or hit us up on Facebook or Twitter. And if you want to follow Rob's footsteps and get Mr. Pold's books, there's a link on our website for his two novels, theenginerdyshow.com. So the links to the novels are now through our affiliate link. So if you're in the U.S., you can use those links and it will help us in that we'll get the affiliate money and Mr. Pold will get, you know, the novel sold. Um, if you're outside the U.S., you'll have to, those links won't work for you. So you'll have to find them by searching for the Ascendancy or the Thorn Inside. All right. Thank you for listening this week. Stay nerdy. Live long and nerdy. You have been and always shall be my friends. You know me so you can't just say bizarre. You never get a moment for free. Show me something fun on your guitar. Something with an A or a G. Just be sure that I can tell it. Just be sure that I can tell it again. Most guitars are made of trees With some L for the strings And some frets and tuny things Most guitars are made of trees Most guitars are made of trees People play them while they sing Some are dull and some just ring Most guitars are made of trees You know me so you've seen it all before at me stuck in a tree Trying to hold a thought you can't ignore Something multiplied by a three Just be sure that I can tell it Just be sure that I can tell it again Well, it's been a while since we've heard that sign off yeah. I know I still expect <laughs> good to see it. I still expect Master Zed to say that Even though that's not his thing Right <laughs> I thought about it a couple times too I was like, you can just do it well, it's just for years and years, every episode ended with that, and now it doesn't. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> I know. Most guitars are made of trees with some L for the strings and some frets and tuny things. Most guitars are made of trees. Most guitars are made of trees. People play them while they sing. Some are dull and some just ring. Stars are made of trees.
fretless and tuny things. Most guitars are made of trees. Most guitars are made of trees. People play them while they sing. Some are dull and some just ring. Most guitars are made of trees. The song Most Guitars Are Made of Trees is by Greg Gibbs. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.